0: Hallelujah, amen So, is it the old rugged cross Tonight, I want to present to you that same message That has never changed The cross, the preaching of the cross The old rugged, the old rugged cross Signifying and representing the gospel, the good news of Christ Jesus. What is that good news? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have an everlasting life. That same message is the same message the church is proclaiming. That is the same message Jesus expects us to preach. And that is the same charge he gave unto us when he was going to heaven. Preach. And we'll be looking at scriptures, which is that preach that same word, that same message that he came, that I have come, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It is the preaching of Christ Jesus. It is the preaching of the cross. That old ragged cross which carries power. That message has never changed and will never change. That's the message that the world wanted to be twisted. They want us to preach a different thing, but no. That is the same message that we would preach. The same message that the apostles preached. The same thing that they talked about. John Mm -hmm. said this word or let's read that scripture. The word that we handled first john let's go to first john if you know the scripture that i'm quoting and i say let's read and you have any there, you can read for me but if you don't know it to keep just keep quiet and, and, and just pay attention all right <laughs> let's look at that scripture first john that which we have handled that's which we have seen that which was first john one verse one that which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, the tangibility of the gospel, which we have looked upon. They can't deny it. They cannot deny it. What they are asking them, you know, they asked the apostles, you know, when they were persecuting the church, they wanted them to deny Jesus. They wanted them to change that message. They said, no, we can't change it. Why can't you change it? We can't change it because... That which was from the beginning. And we know in the beginning was the word. The word. That same word is what we are preaching about. In the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, (laughs) and of the word of life. Oh, that is the word, the word, the word. The word is the only thing that can change a hardened hardcore criminal into a good person it is only the message of the cross it is only the message of the gospel no other message that can change a fornicator to become a faithful person that can change a thief To become a good person. That can change an adulterer. That can change a sinner. To become a righteous person. It is only the preaching of the gospel. It is only the preaching of this Jesus. That we have seen. That we have heard. That we have looked upon. Which is the word of life. That is the only message. That is the only word. That can have an eternal impact. The ancient word. That has never changed. That is the only word. That can change A person from becoming a bad person into a good person. That is the word of life. The word, the word. And what do we know? Jesus said, go ye into the world and preach this same gospel. Because he knows that this preaching, this word is what saves people. Look, heaven is real and hell is real. If we don't preach the word of God, if we don't tell people... About the love of Jesus, if we don't tell them that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus loves, He forgives, He has not come to condemn us, He didn't come for only the good, but He came for the sick people, He came with all those with question marks in their lives to give them a better life, those people will go to Him. If they don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way, the definite article, the way, no other way, not through Buddha, not through Mohammed, Jesus said, I am the way, not through Shintoism, not through any of those, those polytheistic religions, I am the way, the way, the definite way, oh Oswald, what about if you're a good person and you don't? You do all the good to charity, do bad stuff, and still you obey the Ten Commandments. But you know that is a lie. Without God, there is none righteous. The only way, Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. That is the message that he wants us to preach. If we don't preach this gospel, if you happen to be on the line and you don't even know whether you are, you are saved or you are not saved, By the end of this message, you will know whether you are saved or not saved. Then you will have a conclusion. But tonight, I want us to know that God has called us to become what? Savior of men and women. God has sent us into this world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And as I am in this world, so have I sent thee also. So he is the light. He is the light. What do we know about the light? we know that the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The light, it shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So if Jesus has saved us, you and me, has saved you, has saved me from the clutches of hell, from the works of the enemy, we are, he has sent us also to do the same unto others. How would they hear the word if the word is not being preached? How would they know Jesus if nobody comes to tell tell them? How would they know? So we have been redeemed to redeem others. Hallelujah! We have been saved to save others. The Bible says that in 1 John three 8, uh, 1 John three eighteen, the whole world liars in wickedness. Someone can check that scripture for me. The whole world liars. We know that the whole world liars in wickedness. So we live in a wicked world. But though we walk in the flesh, we are not of the flesh. We we have been empowered. We have been redeemed. Now, if you have been saved by the precious blood of Jesus, if you have been saved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, Jesus is charging each and every one of us that this same good news that you have encountered, you have to extend this to your lost family members your friends at work, people that you know that you know that they don't know Christ Jesus, you are supposed to what? Share this good news with them. And it is very important that we do that because when we don't tell them, how would they know? How would they know? So first of all, we ourselves have to become what? Students of the word. We need to have a personal walk and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Without doing that, we cannot have impact and impact the ancient words of truth and life onto the lost. So first of all, you and I that have been saved and redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, the number one thing we need to do is to what? Solidify our relationship with the Lord Jesus himself. Build our relationship with him. How can we know God? How can we know God? Daniel 11.32 says that they that do know the Lord their God, they shall do exploit. How are you going to know God? Through his word. When we spend time in fellowship, in his presence, through his word. His word is the number one way we are going to ha- have that personal relationship with him. As we build our relationship in the word with Christ Jesus. Now let's read John. John, John chapter 1. So this is just an introduction. I've not started the message. John, 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 the book of John, chapter 1, verse verse 13 to 14, as my intro. Actually, verse 14. And the word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. So when I say we should, first of all, know God through his word, by knowing God through His Word, we know that Jesus is the Word of God from the book of John. When we have that solidified relationship with our Lord and Master Jesus, then we can go ahead and tell them. So first of all, you even have to know the Word. Now let's read Mark, Mark 16, where He tells us to tell them, Tell everyone, tell everyone about my love. Tell them that I saved. Tell them that I still change stories of the beaten and battered. John, no, Mark. Let's read Mark 16. Mark 16. Mark 16 from verse 14. Mark 16 from verse 14. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's tell the world that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish. Whosoever believes in him. Now, first of all, John 3.16, someone would I don't, say, I don't know how to preach. I don't know too many scriptures. I don't... I don't, I don't but you have you need to you need to take the first step. John three sixteen. You should know John three sixteen. <laughs> you should know you must know John three sixteen. So learn John three sixteen. Now I'm just sharing one scripture with you and I'm going to explain this scripture. For God so loved the world. He didn't say God so loved Christians. He didn't say God so loved Muslims specifically. He said for God so loved the world. Everyone, God so loved Each and every human being. It's God's aim and purpose for every single person to know Him and to come unto Him. Because God never created hell for His creation, His children. Hell was created and designed for Satan and His cohorts. Not for you, not for your brother, not for your sister. For God so loved the world, everybody, the Jew, the Greek the Danian, the Nigerian, the American, the Asian, every single person, God so loved them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only son. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, so whosoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish. The one thing that Jesus Christ, the one strong theme Of opposition that he faced was unbelief. Even Jesus Christ himself couldn't do much and greater works in his own home, in his own area, in his own community because of what? Unbelief. Anyone who came to Jesus and wanted a miracle and wanted him to do something, he asked them, If thou canst believe, do you believe? That was the question. So all, all that matters and all that is required is what they believe. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have an everlasting life. So the cross, the message of the gospel, the cross is still relevant today. That is what will change any person, anyone, anybody. But we are supposed to what? Preach this word. If we don't preach this word to people, if we don't tell them that Jesus says, there is a heaven and there is a hell, we have to depopulate hell and populate heaven with the message of this the cross, the old ragged cross, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have an everlasting life. We are supposed to tell each and every one that we know, we know that we know that our you're, you know. Listen, I want to paint a very good picture for you. Let's say you are driving on the highway, or on the freeway, and you are coming on a top speed. Unlike saving, you're not the one driving. You're probably on the side of the road watching and you somebody walk out from his home. You, you could literally see the person coming out from his home and then walking all the way onto the highway. You as a human being, tell me what would be your response. Now 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 you can unmute it when I mention your name. You can tell me and probably do a check whether you're sleeping or you're listening. If you should see somebody walking into onto the highway and cars are coming at a speed of let's say eighty kilometers an hour, coming on top speed, coming like that, hundred miles per hour. Are you just gonna keep quiet? Won't you shout? They say, Hey, watch out, there's a car coming. Hey, are you crazy? Aren't you going to say something? don't you call nine one one? would you just keep quiet for the first thing? To walk onto the highway and be knocked, he's not your brother, he's not your sister. And you are saying, are you saying, when not you make, in not you say anything? Sister Rita, will you say something? Sister Felicia, will you say something? Yes, I'll shout. You will shout. Because you know that the person is going to die. That is the same way if we really believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we definitely know that, oh, this friend of mine, he doesn't know Christ Jesus. We know that this person doesn't know Jesus. We should be moved and compassionate because there's one thing that I know for sure. There's one thing that I know for sure. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man to die. And after that what? Judgment. It's appointed unto man to die. Is it die once? And after that, there's judgment. So, I can't guarantee you in this life that you become a billionaire. I cannot guarantee you that uh, you become a trillionaire. I can't guarantee you that every, every single day of your life, you'll be happy. I cannot guarantee you that because the Bible says that there'll be fires, there'll be floods. But there's one thing that I am very certain and definite about, that if Jesus stories you and I, Would depart this earth. Our bodies will go back, as the Bible says, dust to dust. And our spirit will leave this mortal body. And it will only go to two places. It will either be in the presence of God, because absence from the body is to be present with the Lord, for a believer, for a child of God, for someone who knows Christ Jesus. Absence from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. So if you're not in the presence of the Lord, where would you be? So when we see people, our question, our mission as a, as a believer is, does this person know Christ? Does he have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? When you see your family members who don't know Christ, your heart should be beating. Where would this person go to? Where will this person die? Because not a guarantee that that person will live up to the age of 70, 80, 90, 100. There are mates and colleagues of yours you will meet today. You might never ever see them. But you have one opportunity to extend the love of Christ unto them. To tell them that this thing, that which we have handled, that which we have seen, that which we have heard, and looks upon the word of life, which is Jesus, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, that whosoever believes in him will not perish. It has to be a burning, a burning desire, a burning desire in your heart. Because trust me, we work, we are going to school, gathering degree. All those things will not matter before the Lord Jesus. When you go to heaven, Jesus is not going to ask you that. Hey, why did you get a D in communication studies? When you are doing your medical degree, why did you get a C in pathology? When you were doing your MBA why did you get a C in managerial accounting? Those things will not matter. They will not hold nothing in the sight of the Lord. Have you ever seen somebody who is passing away on his sick and dead bed and saying that, please, (laughs) please bring me my Gucci bag. (laughs) Nah. Break me my new return turn back. No. They never say that. That is not the most important thing at that time. The one thing that I know is that if Jesus dies in the next hundred years, he and I will not be here. So meet in eternity. And our assignment, at that moment, you can't evangelize. You can't preach. You will not be able to tell your friend, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your nephew that you had an opportunity to share Jesus with, and you couldn't. At that time, there's nothing that you will be able to do. Your voice will be like that rich man who died and went to hell and said, oh God, give me one more chance. Let me go back and tell my brothers, tell my sisters, tell my cousins, tell my friends, my friends' friends, my cousins' friends, give me one more opportunity let me tell them that this thing that they call hell is real this thing that they call heaven is real no what was the answer he said father Abraham allow me let me go back and tell them he said no don't don't worry about that they have the teachers they have the prophets they have the elders they have the deacons they have the apostles they will tell them They will tell them, I've told them, the believers, they will share the gospel. I said, go into the world and preach the gospel. The world, not even only your community. So the assignment is big. The field is huge, but the laborers are few. Tonight, my prayer is that you would tell God, Lord, make me a savior of men. Make me a vessel that you can use. I want to be more like you, Jesus. I want to be that person. That will extend your love. That will preach the word. To save that sinner from going to hell. That should be your burning desire. Your burning desire should not be. Oh. I want to make that next. Oh I want to have that house in Malibu. You will have that house in Malibu. But. First of all. Your burning desire. Your passion. Your first assignment. Is. Tell them. Tell the others. Who don't know about Jesus. Tell them. That heaven is real, hell is real. They can't miss out. They can't miss out. That message of the old cross, the ragged cross, is still alive. That which we have heard, that which we have handled, the word of life is still in effect. So tonight, my prayer is that you tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be a vessel that you use. I want to be a vessel that you would use, oh God, to change the lives of men and women, to change the lives of my family members. I want my mouth. (laughs) It's so interesting how someone say, oh, but I'm shy. No, you can't be shy of the, the, the word. In this generation, in a time like this, you are shy of preaching Christ, of ministering Christ. When people who are speaking death, who are promoting low moral values, are even louder than even ministers of the gospel. In a time like this, when people who do not know Christ are rather promoting the kingdom of darkness and its agenda. And you are shy. You are not serious. You are really not serious. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. It is the power of God. I I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. That should be what you should be saying. You're even, you're, even, you're even shy to mention the name of Jesus. How, how can you be shy to mention the name of Jesus? If you're a believer and you're shy to mention the name of Jesus, you should, there's a big question mark on your belief. Each and every one of us is charged tonight. We have heard this word, the message of the cross, that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can come unto the Father but accept through Is Jesus the only way? Yes, he's the only way. And if they don't know about Jesus, if that unsaved person doesn't know about Jesus. Now, the question is, I am not a preacher. No. When we read Mark, Mark 16, 15 downwards, there's nowhere where it said the preacher, only the preacher should preach now. It said, go ye into the world, all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, verse 16, is baptized, shall be saved, but he that believeth not. But he that believeth not. So your word, your mission is to preach the word. Your mission is to say the word. you will be so surprised how when you open your mouth to tell somebody about Jesus, you're wondering, what am I going to say? What word should I even say? Don't worry. At that moment, because this is Something divine, something supernatural, the Holy Spirit Himself will show you what to say. You open your mouth, the Bible says, and the word is 90 in thy mouth. God, the Holy Spirit Himself will put His own words in your mouth. What to say? What's next to say? Don't worry about that. That was one of the promises. You will know what to say. He said, But he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that belief so you believe preach the word when you preach it god will confirm his word say, and these signs shall follow them that belief in my name they shall cast out devils so the casting out of devils is legitimate It's legal they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues so speaking in tongues is legitimate it's legal it's scriptural scripturally right <laughs> someone will say oh, sorry, Iqbal, oh, Iqbal. <laughs> it's scripturally right speaking in new tongues, <laughs> verse 18 they shall take up serpents hallelujah and if they drink any deadly thing if they drink any and if they drink any deadly thing because we live in a wicked world and you don't you can leave your water over there somebody will put something in it it doesn't matter because greater is he that is in, than he that is in the world. Nothing mm-hmm. that is poison, nothing that is polluted and presented to you is strong enough to kill you. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Because that which you carry in you as a child of God, please listen to me. Get this right mindset. Nothing, absolutely nothing presented to you without your knowledge, without your knowledge. Be it poison or anything, it shall not, not, nothing shall happen to you. Why do I say so? Because the word of God says so. When, when, it, when it is God speaking, when he says nothing, when you're, doing, when you're serving me, you're living for me, you're speaking my word, ministering life to people, and people try to arise and attack you. They said they shall, they shall try They shall try their best to get to you, but they can't get into you. They, they will not be able to have access to either Lord. So they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. It shall not hurt them. No weapon Amen. formed or fashioned against you will prosper. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Child of God, believer of God, saint of God, I'm telling you tonight that no weapons formed or fashioned against you will prosper. No agenda of hell will prosper in your life in the name of Jesus. Your enemies are disappointed. Hallelujah. It shall mm-hmm. not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you ask yourself, wow. So does it mean I, if, I, if I only open my mouth and tell them, and preach the word. Just tell them that Jesus loves them. God has forgiven you your sins. As long as you believe in Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. God will give you wisdom to present that message to to whoever you are talking to. As long as it's in your heart, you know, it's in your heart that you want to minister Christ. God will give you a way to to present that message. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. God will give you wisdom to be able to communicate the word. Because Mm -hmm. God sees into your heart. And when you have the willingness, absolutely, he's going to help you. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Now, I, I, I want you to make it your mission. That Anyone who is around me who doesn't know Jesus, that person must know Jesus. I must have a way to communicate the love of God to these people. Not only in words, but in your actions. In your actions, they should also see in your workplace. Not only in words, but in your actions. The way you respond. The way you act towards people. Be kind. The Bible says, be kind to one another. Some people just need to see your kindness. In terms of rudeness. You don't have to be rude. Just being kind to somebody. Somebody's gonna say, I just you are so kind, man. I, I don't understand. Everything. Oh, you can have it. Oh, do you need any help? Just be nice, gentle, kind, your attitude, your disposition. It it, it even draws people because you have gone you have prayed and you said, Lord, I want to be a vessel that you, you you can use, Lord. I want to be a vessel that you can use to change people and when god hears that prayer even your attitude you ask god the lord let's even my attitude in words in words in words and in, in my acts lord jesus minister yourself through me we are not preaching ourselves so we are preaching jesus so we have just become a what a channel a vessel to deliver god's goodness unto people mm-hmm. now i want to tell you Two reasons why two reasons why you should minister the word Je- Jesus said, "The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy the thief cometh not, referring to the devil. look the demystification that there is no devil, there is no God, those are just an embodiment of deception, a personification of lies. You should not believe those things. Oh, there is no God. If there, if, if, if there is a God, why is that is bad? Why is there good? Those things, whether you like it or not, there is a God. There is a heaven. There is a hell. Also, oh, have you been to heaven before? No. Have you been to hell before? No. Have you seen air before? No. Have you seen your brain before? No. Does it mean that it does not exist? <laughs> Have I seen air before? No. Have I seen my brain before? No. doesn't mean that my brain doesn't have air. Okay. All that is required is you first of all. All that Jesus said, the word says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, that whosoever believes, whosoever believes, whosoever believes, whosoever believes. So the difference is the believer and the unbeliever. Yours is to what? Just pray. Say a prayer. I went before you Say a prayer, pray. for, Pray the Lord. I want to be an instrument of change, an instrument to propagate your words, the word of life. Look, John 6, verse 3 says that the words, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. Only God's word carries that life. When you begin to speak the word, because it is coming from a heart of prayer, from a time being spent with the Lord, you realize that you are not only speaking mere words. As you are talking, whoever you are talking to, all of a sudden you just see that the person's eyes is fixed on you. Paying attention. Because you are communicating life onto the person. It is not just mere words anymore. Those words have been infused with God's life. God's kind of life. So when the person hears it, it breaks your heart. Now... I read a scripture to you from Jeremiah 23, 29. You see, it's not my word like as as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in peace. See the potency of the word. The word of God is like fire. So as you're uttering those words, you're speaking the ancient word. Oh, the word of God. As you're ministering the word, as you open your mouth to speak the word, the Spirit of God is going to move upon those words. The Bible says in, 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 in Genesis that when God spoke, the Spirit of God moved. So, when any time you speak, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that life and death lies in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruits thereof. Life is infused into your words. As you speak them, the Spirit of God moves upon those words. And impart life into whoever you're ministering to. And you'll be so surprised that you're just sharing that simple word. You have sown a seed. Oh, what about the person? And the person, uh, they, they, they won't receive it. First of all, just take the bold step and say what you have to say to the person. As to whether they'll receive it or not receive it, that is not your word. The Spirit of God Himself will convict their heart, the Holy Spirit will convict them. That one is not your responsibility. Just allow yourself to be used by God as a channel to deliver the message. God Himself will touch their hearts, but you have sown the seed. And anytime you sow a seed, what does it do? The Bible says that now the word of God is seed. I think that is Luke eight verse one. Oh, I've forgotten the particular scripture. It says the word. Now the word of God is seed. So when you sow that seed, that seed will germinate. The Holy Spirit himself, one way or the other, another person will come and water that seed. Another person will come and continue with the planting process. For you have done your part and heaven will record it. So tonight, all I'm just encouraging you is what? Go ahead, obey this great commission that we should preach the word. Let's allow ourselves to become what? Savior of men. Jesus said, as I am am in this world, so are you. What do we know about Jesus? He's the Savior. The Savior. The Savior of mankind. From what? Death. He said, I have come that you may have life. So it is only in Christ Jesus that there is life. What kind of life is that? The eternal life. The one that you will not perish. Oh, the eternal life. I'm talking about the eternal life there is a life after this life this physical world and that is subject to what heaven or hell if you don't accept jesus christ as your lord and personal savior if they don't accept the lord jesus into their hearts they don't believe him receive him they will go to hell but tonight i'm happy to tell you that jesus is calling you tonight you as an individual god is calling you tonight Don't say I'm a woman. Don't say I'm a lady. (laughs) I can't do that. No. Every one of us will be able to do that. If God says that we can, then we can. If God says yes, then it's a yes for us. So tonight, the Lord is calling each and every one of us to become what? Saviors. Saviors. Saviors of men and women. Draw them out of darkness into his glorious light. Hallelujah. I have many things to say, but I'm constrained by time and we have to go to work tomorrow so that we can reach the lost at our workplaces. (laughs) Wherever you find yourself, there's an opportunity for you to extend the love of Jesus onto those around you. Don't deny them that opportunity. Don't deny them so that later when you meet in eternity, they say, oh, he didn't tell me. I saw him. I knew her. She never told me. If she had just told me Jesus, I would have been saved. If she has just told me, I would have been saved. Let it not be said of any one of us in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless each and every one of you. The Lord empower you with his Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord empower each and every one of us with his Holy Spirit anoint us in the name of Jesus. Now, if you happen to be on the line, it doesn't matter how long you've been coming to the prayer line. It doesn't matter how long you have been in faith generation. If there is a question or a doubt in your heart that I don't know whether I am saved, that I can even do this thing that Oswald is talking about, tonight, I want to present you that opportunity. And I'm I'm not going to deny you but I'm going to present you that same opportunity tonight, not another night, but tonight. I want you as we bow down our heads, wherever you are, wherever you are, even if you are sleeping in your bed and you've started snoring. I want you to hear my voice tonight and know that another opportunity has been given to you. You that have been doubting whether there is a God or there is no God. Maybe tonight. You're just listening. It's your first time. You're just listening. I want you to believe this message. All that is required and needed of you is that, Lord, this guy says something tonight, and I think I'm touched. That is the ancient word which carries life. That is the word of life, which we have handled, which we have seen. We have seen the tangibility of Jesus in every manner, in every shape, in every form. And we are presenting that same Christ to you tonight. Oh, the love of God, Jesus never condemns. If there is any guilt or any condemnation in your heart for any wrong, for any mistake, for any, any bad thing you've ever done, and you feel that this is so gross that God cannot forgive me, that's an absolute lie. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. God is cleansing every one of us tonight in the name of Jesus. From every guilt, from every condemnation, it is a settled case in heaven. Oh, forever, oh God, thy word is settled. His word concerning you is settled. Tonight was not just a coincidence, but it was appointed unto you to be on the line tonight. In the name of Jesus, I want you to lift up your voice. Everybody lift up your voice and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want to hear everyone's voice. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight, I receive you Lord Jesus into my heart, I believe your word that has been spoken unto me, I ask you Lord Jesus that you forgive me of all my sins and iniquities. I ask, oh Lord, that you forgive me of all my sins and iniquities. <laughs> Write my name in the Book of Life. Write my name in the Book of Life. I know I have done so many bad things against you. I know I, I, know I have, have you done you so many bad things you. against you. But tonight I come before you just as I am. But tonight I but tonight come before you just, you just as I am. Forgive me, Lord Jesus.
1: Forgive me, Jesus. me
0: Lord Jesus. I receive your love, I and, receive and your Lord, forgiveness, Lord, I receive and I receive Lord. your mercy. And I In Jesus' Lord. mighty name, we are mm-hmm. prayed. Amen and amen. amen. And that is the prayer. When you finish sharing the word of God, you can, you can pray with anyone. And God will supernaturally touch their heart, reach into their heart, and change, mm-hmm. their, and, and, and change every bad thing that needs not to be there. If you genuinely prayed that prayer from the bottom of your heart, you genuinely prayed that prayer, and you feel like you, ne- you have never had a relationship with God, you feel like, oh, for one, for one moment or for a time past, you felt like you, you, you were completely away from Christ. I want to tell you that as you have prayed this prayer, you have been reconnected to the original source, which is your name has been written in the book of life. And I want you to personally call Pastor Sam. Mm-hmm. Call Pastor Sam and say, Pastor Sam, I prayed that prayer. And I feel that Jesus spoke to me and touched my heart. And I just want you to pray with me. And Pastor Sam will pray with you. Hallelujah. Uh, if if you don't have Pastor Sam's number, I believe everybody has Pastor Sam's number. Pastor Sam, we'll put his number on the page again. If you're invited the first time. So you know, wh- whomever invited you that I prayed that prayer and I want to have a relationship with Jesus and I want to know Jesus more. And we the elders with Pastor Sam, we are going to make room for you to know Jesus and have that personal relation. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. You now before know. we close, before I let Pastor Sam pray for us and they give the announcement, I want to, I want to sing this song and if you know how to sing it, just Sing it, you're just going to sing it twice and then we'll be done. Okay, it says, Lord, I want to be more like Jesus.